Hello and welcome to Lauren.Live, the spirituality, health, and lifestyle podcast. Today I have Leah Pardee on. Hello, Leah. Hello, Lauren. Super excited to be here. <laughs> She's actually a fellow podcaster. I was just saying it's my first podcast host guest on the podcast. So that's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> um, and since we're talking about that, her the host, the podcast that she hosts is called Bare Naked Soul. So you'll definitely have to check that out. And we'll put that in the show notes as we do with all of our guests. We always put details on how you can find them. So Leah actually reached out to me, which is funny enough to uh, see if I wanted to be an ambassador for her breathwork classes. And I have to be honest, I have not had time to check them out, but it is on my list of things to do because I love anything to do with conscious breathing. So I will be checking that out, but that's actually how we got connected. And after I was reading about what she does, she's, um, she does personal coaching and she's a spiritual mentor. Like I said, she's a podcast host and then she does host, um, uh, put together breathwork classes online, and we can talk more about that today. But I thought, wow, this this girl has a lot going on, and um, I would love to have her on the show. So that's actually how we made the connection, and here we are. So I love I love connecting with other people that are conscious and into those types of things. So it's a treat to have you today. Thank you for for being here. Yeah, this is awesome. I'm so happy to be here, Lauren. Yay. Well, let's dive in. As usual, I like to just first um, have my guest, you know, give an intro on themselves. How did you find yourself where you are today? How did you learn about breath work and and being conscious and in the moment and and all the things that you're doing right now? Yeah. So I feel like growing up, I had kind of like a typical Christian setting and my parents were, especially my mom, very holistic, very into that sort of thing. Um, so a little bit of mindfulness, a little bit of yoga, but nothing that I you know, was interested in because I wanted to be a rebel, of course. So then I went to college <laughs> and after college, I really got sucked in pretty deep to like the corporate hustle mindset, um, which can be healthy for some people. But for me, it really wasn't healthy. I was um, had a lot of anxiety, you know, a lot of stress was putting myself under so much pressure to climb the corporate ladder as fast as possible um, and do sacrifice everything to get there. My health included. Um, Yeah, it was just well, I just, I wanted honestly to, I was like revering the people that got like four hours of sleep and got up and did the like, you know, corporate thing every day. And because then they got, you know, then they get a promotion and I got several promotions. I worked in sales. I became a sales manager. I was, I was doing it all. I was, um, working full time while going to school to get my MBA and just doing all the things. And then, um, you know, I guess with like anxiety and things like that, I mean, I just thought this is normal. This is how it life is as an adult. You're just really stressed out on all the time. And then you never spend your money because you don't have any time. So anyways, luckily I was starting to get really into personal development work through sales. You know, we had all these conferences and I would read, um, reading more about mindset and somehow I ended up with the book, The Secret. I don't even know. I don't know what inspired me to buy it because I didn't know anything about that world yet. It's like such a common like gateway into spirituality for people, I feel like. Mm -hmm. But so I read the book, The Secret, and I was like, wow, there's this whole world out there and nobody knows about it. I couldn't believe that. I remember I just recently had a memory. This was like three years ago that this happened. Recently, I remembered when I read that book, I thought, you know, the coolest job in the world would be to teach this 
But it was a fleeting thought because at the time that sounded insane. Nobody could do that. That's not a job, right? So a couple months, well, so then I started just diving into spirituality and, and uncovering all of this and, and manifestation, law of attraction and got really into it. And then a few months later, I was inspired to start a blog. Didn't know blogging could be a career at all. Like I didn't, I just was a hobby. But then quickly I was on the internet and now I'm in the internet coaching world and I learned, wow, this is a whole thing. Life coaching is a thing. So then I became a life coach. Um, And then from there, I mean, around that same time, I got really into uh, meditation, which has been such a huge part of my journey. I'm so into it. Um, Absolutely love it and journaling and and all that sort of thing. So then I became a life coach. Um, Yeah, and that's kind of that's kind of what happened. And now I do a number of different things. I do coaching. I host retreats. I have a podcast and then um, most recently became certified in breath work, which interestingly enough is actually should be a precursor to meditation because it helps you shut off the overthinking mind. But um, you, I mean, I just wish that I would have had it in the beginning of meditation. But of course, the journey unfolded the way it did for a reason. So yeah, that's kind of like how I find myself here today. Oh, I love it. And I love that about people's stories because it's always like one thing leads to the next and then you find something else and it's mm-hmm. never ending. That's the whole thing with spirituality and growth. Like it's a constant lifelong thing. So um, I love that. Thanks for sharing your story. And yeah. um, okay, well, so let's talk a little bit about that, the secret and how, because uh, I've talked a lot about not the secret itself, but the law of attraction. You just, the secret book was a vehicle to get to that. Um, that's not necessarily a new, you know, concept or whatever. It's just that book I think really touched a lot of people. And that's something that a lot of people are familiar with in general public. Um, but manifestation obviously is, you know, been around for a long time. And I too, um, once I learned that concept and started practicing it, it's just so life-changing. I've done a whole episode on it before. Um, can you kind of explain like either how you use it or how you might help other people in coaching? Like, I don't know. I, if people haven't listened to my podcast or read the secret, like talk a little bit about that. Like what is the concept, the law of attraction? How does that play out in, in maybe like an example that either you've found in your life or you've helped with a client? Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I still think, I mean, depending on where you live and who you generally talk to, for me, like the people in my life that are like long-term friends and my husband's friends and cohort, like no one knows anything about it. Like it's still it's very so newer. Mystery. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So, um, yeah, I mean, the law of attraction essentially just, just it's, well, it's actually very, to me, it's very complicated. There's a lot of science to it. There's quantum physics involved. Like, it's really interesting to study that stuff. I highly recommend that people do that. Um, but essentially, like attracts like. So when we're in, like, we're constantly vibrating at a certain frequency because we're made of energy. Everything is made out of energy. So, it's interesting because we so we're vibrating on a frequency and we're going to attract um, like frequencies into our field. But the, the reason that it's so, quote, challenging is if you think about it, like it, it before it for people that are really into mindfulness, this may not be the case, but they'll know from before they were into mindfulness. Our thoughts are very negative. 
We're walking around with worst case scenarios circling in our minds, just fear based and fear and like the world is fear based, right? Especially feels like right now. (laughs) What do you mean? No way. Right now, there's so much fear circling. It's it's like way too much. It's insane. Yeah. So it's so it's like our mind is already the human the human brain is already our thoughts are eighty percent or more negative. So especially with you know the media and fear based movies and TV and um, negative just constant negative things that we hear, we're not walking around thinking happy thoughts and feeling good. We're walking around feeling like shit most of people. So um, the, the idea for me of, of teaching manifestation and for what I've done for myself is, um, undoing a lot of those belief systems that say, you know, it's hard to make money. You've got to do this and that. If you want X, Y, Z, you have to do this. You have to hustle. If you want to make money, you have to, um, you know, marriage has to be hard and boring. You know, all the belief systems in our culture, whatever culture people come from, it's like unwinding those and releasing those and building new belief systems around how easy life can be, how things get to flow, um, and tapping into just higher frequencies where then we get to attract what we want. So that's kind of like a simplistic way of putting it. But for, for me, like to put it even more simply, it's like, do I feel good? If I'm not feeling good, what made me not feel good? Am I eating shitty food? Am I, you know, around people that don't make me feel good? Am I like, what in my environment's not making me feel good? How can I change that? And what can I do to shift my energy through through things like breath work and meditation, journaling, reading books that are high vibe, listening to podcasts like yours, like things like that, that shift you into feeling good. To me, that's how you start to build this life where things manifest for you. And it's 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 like magic. Then things yeah. just start falling into place, right? It, yeah, it totally is. And I think that's the thing. Because you could just be like, oh, yeah, that sounds great. Someone's listening. But when you actually, there's a hummingbird outside my window. Sorry, I always, that's always a spiritual thing for me. There's roses and it came right when we were talking about that. So high vibrational, positive, happy things. Yes. <laughs> Maybe yeah. it's a sign, but sorry. Um, but uh, I totally, yeah, once you start changing your mindset, it's amazing. You're so much more aware of the positive, happy, good things that are happening in the world and that can happen. And it is amazing. You look at a lot of, you know, pers- like coaches out there or pe- motivational speakers. Generally speaking, they're pretty positive. They've got good attitudes. That's why they do that and help other people, right? You look around at people and their attitudes. There's a lot of people that are all the time. They're sick all the time. They're always attracting mm-hmm. in drama. So it it is. It's out there. You can tell. You attract what you put out. So... It is fascinating and it is amazing. And I would actually really like to study more of the scientific, the quantum side of it. I haven't looked a lot into that. Um, so that that's interesting that you bring it up. I would like to look more into that side of it. So. Yeah, it's super interesting. Yeah. I'm not great at like, <laughs> I'm not great at explaining yeah. what I've been studying it's it for complex. years. But, yeah. it, but it, there's a lot of amazing, like, incredible scientists that are teaching like teaching this stuff and embracing these this philosophy because it is so scientific I feel like for me for a long time I could really really get behind the mindset part the perspective part like I think perspective is everything 
Because the, when we decide to look at life through a different lens, we decide to embrace certain things and release certain ideas. We do, like you said, we see more of the positive. Yeah. We just, it's the glass becomes half full, but then there is also this whole, like the proof in the pudding is like the quantum physics behind it, I guess. Yeah, true. And I also think, like you said, yes, it's so important if you're noticing negativities in your life, whether it's what you're eating or people or circumstances, like that is part of it to either remove that or figure out how to deal with it. But that's the beauty of right meditation, breath work, um, or mindset is sometimes you can't change circumstances. And as we all know, well, maybe I shouldn't say that many of us know if you've been through challenging times, they can actually be the most they, they are some of the biggest growth opportunities, actually. Um, so they're not always bad, necessarily. We've been trained to think like bad things are bad, but they can actually be amazing um, catalysts for growth. But I think if you can't necessarily remove something that's difficult, you know, you have someone in your family that has like a disease or a problem or something's happening and you, you can't necessarily like remove that. That's where I think people like you come in or tools like meditation come in. You can use those things to help you get through those times and to kind of calm and balance the anxiety or whatever feeling you're having, right? Because life can get tricky and hard. It's not always just rainbows and butterflies, even if you're thinking that. Um, it can be a lot, but there's still things that happen, right? Or the collective, like we talk about the media and all the fear and all the stuff going on right now, which I feel like I'm a pretty positive person. Even that weighs on me. So mm -hmm. I'd love to talk about you know, some of the techniques, like what are some things that people can do um, when it comes to like meditations or mindfulness? Like what has worked for you? Like how many times do you, a day or a week do you try to do it? Or like what are things that you would give some tips to people that you coach for just that daily grind to kind of stay balanced? Yeah, it's absolutely true. And, and you know, uh, like I, you know, was in a really high pressure corporate job. Eventually I was able to leave, but people are still in those positions and, and do have things going on in their lives that are really challenging and you can't always get away from that. So, um, you know, I think the most simple thing we can do is just to learn, learn to build a habit, essentially build a habit of taking a few conscious breaths a few times a day. You know, if you can build a habit where, you know, when you get in your car after work, you're just sitting there and just taking a moment and taking a few deep breaths and like savoring them and noticing, wow, that feels really good. Yeah. Um, and when you're in the moment of stress, when you're in that work meeting, when you're in, you know, um, a difficult situation with a child or whatever it is, taking a few deep breaths and noticing how it calms your body. Because one of the, one of the benefits of meditation and breath work is that when you like, we're like overthinking is such a huge problem for most people. And it, when you can't really be overthinking and focusing on your breath at the same time. So the idea is when you focus, when you focus your awareness and your attention on your breath, those thoughts start to go away and like melt in the background a little bit. Um, and I personally believe that we tend to like meddle with thoughts, um, like just, you know, ruminate with these thoughts way more than is beneficial. Sure, you could, some people want you to be really worried about things that are going on in the world or want you to be um, really, that's kind of what I feel society teaches is like, no, we should be 
annoyed and stressed and starting drama about situations. But I just, I feel like a lot of that is so unnecessary. Um, So learning to just take a few deep breaths in those moments, learning to meditate doesn't have to be anything crazy. It doesn't have to be for 20 minutes. It doesn't have to be for any long period of time. I recommend three to five minutes, like in the morning or before bed, if you're starting out, set a timer or Um, There's a couple apps like Headspace has a good like starter program um, for free, but it's like just give just letting a few minutes be enough, you know, because I feel like people want to do it for half an hour or I didn't do it long enough or I didn't do it right. Just take some breaths. And if you don't do it right, it's okay. It's better than not doing it. So starting small, tiny. And there's no rules. I mean everyone's practice can be different. It can change. So that Mm -hmm. I, I have those apps on my phone and I really have talked about it a few times in a couple episodes. I, I don't want to say I'm blocked. I feel like I just, I I have a baby and I've just been so busy and I haven't had time to meditate as much. Well, I haven't made time. Um, and I do miss it and I want to. And so those apps are really helpful if you're new to it or trying to get back into it there. It's nice sometimes to have someone or something guide you Mm-hmm. So those apps are really great. Headspace, we'll put that, if I can remember, we'll put that in the show notes. Um, yeah, and just even a few minutes, like you said, really helps reset. And I, I love what you said about just like, that is one thing I'll notice, like I'll go, go, go all day. And I feel like I'm like holding my breath, but just to mm-hmm. three breaths, like it's amazing how it can shift everything and it's one it's mental but two physically you feel like your nervous system and your body really calm calm down and it also brings you to the present moment which is very important um you know you can use it that's the cool thing and i'd like to kind of segue into the breath work uh courses and classes that you um organize and teach but you know you can use it anywhere at any time that's what's so amazing mm-hmm. we have everything we need inside you don't have to have an app you don't have to pay for a coach now i think those are good things to have to help grow your practice we should always use our resources um, people like you that can help people it's amazing but the beauty is once you've learned some of those techniques you can do it at any time and i think being conscious to it and remembering how to do it cuz i mean you know like i'm human my husband and i are arguing the other day and like I, my ego just wants to come out and then i took a moment and i took three deep breaths and i let the negative out and i just cleansed and i wasn't so angry anymore like it's so amazing that you can <laughs> shift your current moment into something else and i think we would all benefit so much from that collectively if we could just all take a moment to pause before we attack someone or whatever it may be. So breath work is amazing. Um, I would love for you to talk a little bit more about the online classes that you have and some of the different techniques of breathing that you teach. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I love what you shared too. Like that is so powerful when you're in that moment, you can recognize, you can recognize that it's the ego coming up, right? Because you know how that works. Um, but for anyone, when you're in that moment and things are getting heated or even like any sadness, whatever's going on, just connecting to your breath, it's a magical tool that we have for free in our body. Um, I know some people, some people say like your breath is your spirit. Like, could it be? I don't know, but that's cool. Like it's there. Let's use it. Um, but yeah, breath work is actually like a great way to 
learn meditation. So the, the classes that I teach, I always do um, breath work, which is just active breathing. It's like, um, there's there's so many different types, but I typically teach like kind of like a strong and fast active breathing really kind of cleanses um, the energetic body, the emotional body, as well as the physical body. Um, there's so many interesting like health things like you mentioned holding your breath and, and there's a thing where a lot of people when they open up emails, depending on what kind of emails they typically get, they might hold their breath. Um, we don't actually breathe properly and that's why we have like we're, we have like neck and shoulder yeah. pain, we tend to be hunched, we tend to have tightness. So um, we typically, people in the in the, like a stressed out culture like here in America, we only typically breathe using the top half of our yeah. diaphragm. So we're not even fully breathing. So breath work trains the body to breathe more properly. Um, it's almost like a mu- like you're working a muscle that'll work for you outside of practice, but um, it releases you know stress and and um, anxiety and traumas that are inside of us and anger, and it helps you to cleanse that body. So. Um, after that, then I go into a guided meditation. So it's a really great segue because breathwork shuts off the default mode network in the brain, which is the part that's like the monkey mind. So it's like that over, you know, for meditation, especially in the beginning, that monkey mind just won't shut the F up. Um, and breathwork kind of regulates that and shuts that part of the brain off. So you can slide into a meditation much easier. Um, yeah, so that's, those are some of the big benefits. I mean, it's, it's, super good for like even clearing toxins it's great for the immune system um but to to really like it's like a reset for your emotions it's a reset when you have when you're dealing with anxiety and stress and um the future and the past and all the things going on it it helps you kind of reset okay now i've cleared my mind now where do i want to channel my energy for the day right so like kind of clears you out and yeah, it's pretty magical. Yeah, and I mean, I just know some of the basics, you know, and uh, like yoga, for instance, they have lion's breath, which if anyone's done that, that's, you look ridiculous and it sounds ridiculous, but it so works. Like you do that with like your tongue out, but it's amazing. Like I've done it a few times when I was like super stressed out in the car. I think there was like traffic and I would just like remind, you know, remember like yoga teachers making us do that and it is amazing how much you can release just doing something Mm -hmm. like that or most meditations that are either guided you do yourself or um you know even if you do like a meditation and yoga it's usually starts with breaths it's usually several deep breaths getting you into a zone so it is really crucial for that to just calm and become present so i love it i i'm so excited I'm going to check out your, your courses. Cause I do, I want more of that in my life and I want to, I want to breathe better. I just, I know how much better it makes you feel physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. So I'm super excited. Um, at the end of the show, we'll tell, we'll tell where people can find those courses. Um, but I also want to talk about, um, the personal coaching, like what kinds of coaching do you do? Is it like career, personal, everything? Like what are some of the things that clients have come to you for and work with you on? Yeah. So it's, I pretty much do mindfulness and manifestation coaching. So I believe it all starts with mindfulness. I'm a big believer in that. So people that typically come to me, um, deal with things like perfectionism, 
um, low self-esteem, stress and anxiety, um, or, or, and, or typically, and, or, um, they want to create something with their life. They want to build a business. They want to change careers. Like they, they want to, um, change their life in a certain direction and coaching allows them to learn some techniques that can build um, ease and flow into their day and, and calm them down so that they have the room, the energy and the literal room in their life to start to work towards those dreams. And then, um, you know, I hold them accountable and I support them on that journey, whatever that journey looks like for them. Um, but yeah, it all kind of focuses on that really starts with mindfulness though. I I'm just so huge on bringing in that presence, like you spoke of and being in the present moment. And, um, it's amazing too. Like, I feel like it's just something random that I've worked on with so many clients is to build like no one has enough time, right? So building time in the day, where do you get more time? Well, things like, can we, can we truly take an honest look at where our time is going and where can we eliminate time and maybe spend less time on social media, right? right? It's like a a hole, a dark hole you go into for two hours and then there's not enough time for the things that matter. So taking a look at those different things and then having someone help you stay accountable to those goals, like such as saying, you know, less time on social media or whatever that is. Totally. Yeah. And I mean, I've been guilty of that too, right? I don't have time to do this. I don't have time, but I think we all have the ability to look at our day and like, if it's important to you, you'll, you can make time for it. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that's, it's always a challenge, but, um, what, and then like, typically I know it could vary of course, but like, do you have like set courses Is it like come to you once and they, they can come back if they want to again, or do you have like packages where it's like a three class or like, how does that all work usually? Yeah. So with coaching, so I do have, um, I do have one digital course right now for, which is called the awakened soul. Um, and that is a 10 week course that kind of teaches everything I just described in a digital course for people who want to do it on their own. Um, and then I have an eight week coaching package and a three month. Okay. I have a one month coaching package and a three month coaching package currently. Okay. So you have some different links and people could kind of decide what they want to do from there. That's really neat. Yeah. Cause it could depend mm. on if you're just curious and wanted to just do one and see how it feels. Or if you have something that you're building like a business or a goal, you might want that accountability, right. To check back in and, or whatever right. it is, you have a habit that you're trying to break. Um, cause you know, a lot of the stuff, it does take practice and repetition. Um, to remind yourself. I mean, it's a constant thing, right? Like I said earlier mm-hmm. with like the ego, it's like, oh, like I want to be mad right now, but I know that that's not like the best thing to do. So being conscious and realizing that it's the same thing. If you're trying to get, change a habit or, or build something, you could start, this is hard. I don't know if I can do it. But then if you have someone like you holding yourself accountable, okay, wait, let's get back on track. Why are you saying that to yourself? Right? Like it is helpful to have some, like an accountability um, coach, mentor, friend, whatever, to help you along. Cause it's hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it is hard. Like it is, when I look at where I was three years ago, I was a completely different person. So different. Even six months ago, I feel like I was a different person. It, it, I'm, it's always like a journey. Um, but yeah, breaking habits is hard. Building new habits is hard. Um, you have to really want it for one. I feel like it's gotta be, it's gotta be, you can make yourself want it. You can work on wanting it more and making it important. And then I feel like so much of it comes to belief too. Like, um, 
one thing that I really find important is, is having helping people build a belief system where they start to think, you know what, I can have what I want. I can build what I want. I can do this. It gets to be easy because when you shift into that perspective, man, the world opens that's, up. You yeah, start to see things and say, totally. yeah, that's going to be a challenge, but I know I could, like, I can do this. Yeah. And that's such a powerful shift for people. That is. And yeah, I mean, I talked about that on the podcast. I talk about manifestation is like believing it to the core of your bone, like hundred percent, no doubts. Don't let those doubts get in there because they will. I mean, I think that's like the ego in itself. You can't, mm-hmm. you can't do that. You're not good enough. No, like that's ridiculous. Um, recognizing those thoughts and pushing them out, but believing it for sure. And then um, believing that you deserve good things. And I think the universe actually really does want really good things for all of us, but it doesn't always feel that way especially in this world now with social media and media and there's all this pressure and voices all around us all the time telling you what you should do or what you shouldn't do and just such toxic diversity going on right now. Um, I think that's been a large part of my spiritual awakening is kind of like unlearning a lot of the things that we've learned. And some of it's not bad. It's just the way society like functions with, you know, certain things. Like that's how we kind of get by, right? In school or work and you, you have to do this and do that. But I don't know. I feel like a lot of the stuff that we've been taught it's like, well, I don't know if that's necessarily like right for me. And I don't know. I think that's stuff to explore personally or with a coach too. Like there are no like limits. Like you don't, I don't know. I think our society limits us to like this five day work week and 40 hours or more. You're stressed and this is what you have to do to climb the corporate ladder or something like you said. And there's other ways to do it. And I, I hope that we continue to move as a culture, you know what I mean? With more um, open-mindedness in those areas. And I, I would love for things like breath work and meditation to be taught in schools. And I know in some countries it is, mm-hmm. I just think yeah, that could benefit. And it doesn't even have to necessarily be spiritual because I know that could, um, conflict with certain people's religious views, but you know, breathing and being conscious in the moment or relaxing and happy thoughts isn't really a religion. So I don't see that as being controversial, Think of what a society, like a change we could make if people would learn how to do those things from a young age. Yeah, I know. I, I, that would be so incredible. I almost feel like they don't want us to actually yeah. be healthy or they would teach things like this as more of a priority. Right. But um, yeah, I have some friends who teach their toddlers deep, yeah. deep, deep breaths. And yep. um, it's definitely something that um, so beneficial for children and Yeah, I think that a big part of awakening is you start to question everything. You start to think, why do we do these? Because I feel like as as my younger self, pre-awakening, I don't feel like I questioned much. Mm. I kind of went with the status quo, you know? Yeah, and I think part of that is you're unaware and, you know, you're just younger and your your, um, priorities might be different. You know, maybe you're thinking about fitting in school or like what's next and you're not really thinking about uh, long-term stuff or whatever, but yeah, it would, it would be interesting to see if we could intertwine more of that. And I think it is hard when you realize like, whoa, a lot of that stuff that I've, I don't know about all this and that, that is a huge part of the awakening and it can be really hard. Um, but it can also be really liberating and freeing of course, too, So I'm sure you're helping a lot of people, your clients with some of that stuff too, maybe awakening to some of the things um, that we've learned our whole lives in society. Yeah, Yeah, it's so interesting. Lately, I've been really into like... 
you know, the word should to me lately has been, I've just been really noticing it. And every time I catch myself thinking, oh, I should, or they should, or, and I hear, I hear, you know, a client or a friend saying like, oh, I should, we should do this. I think says, says who, right? Because usually should is about to come, is comes right before something you don't want to do, but you're going to do because society says you're supposed to, or, or because someone else will be upset with you. And it, I think that like, we have this idea, like, let's say with people pleasing where, oh, I'm just a nice person. So I'm going to do these things that I should do. But it's like, are you really a nice person or are you afraid of people getting mad and judging you? Right. That's true. Because that's ego too. Right. So yeah, I- Yeah, you're not I your authentic really, self, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which is so hard again, because you want people to like you or you want to fit mm-hmm. in and it's just easier sometimes. And I noticed that with myself lately, like I haven't- been posting very much and some of it's really good actually like with social or political stuff like I've taken a step back from that just energetically it wasn't healthy for me um but there are moments where I'm like I would maybe like to say something but I worry that like people will think I'm this and you know what I mean there's that fine balance like you want to be your authentic self but you also want to protect your energy and like put good things out there so as with anything there's balance right but yeah you make a good point of like when you say things like that, like, why are you saying that? Right. Like, where does that come from? And right. I'm, I'm just really into this concept right now of like, what if we truly just followed our desires? Because our desires, if we're truly listening to desire, it's not going to be that we're never helping people because helping people does feel good and yeah. it can be a desire and it should be, you know, it should. Right. It's like, um, it, it's, if we're going to help people, it should come from a desire to help people, not something we feel like we should do or sure. just all the different things that we do in our lives out of the shows. I think just paying attention to that has been so interesting lately. Yeah, that's a good point. And I don't know, so it's kind of going back into the manifestation too. I've gotten some good tips from some mediums that I've seen and thinking about, you know, like, why do I want like all these nice things? And, you know, some people could say like, you're selfish, like you want a nice house or you want this or that. And I'm like, well, I think it's human nature to like, want to be comfortable and have nice things. Like, I think it's okay to have some nice materials and enjoy them, but not get too attached to them again. Like balance Mm -hmm. is key, but you know, I, I like make prayers. Like I would love to like continue with my abundance of keeping this home and like having enough money to support like the lifestyle that we have. And now it's shifted because I have a daughter. It's more about her, right? Like I make Mm -hmm. those part of my manifestations, very detailed, like, you know, I got, I would appreciate keeping this house, keeping our health, keeping all these things so that we can take care of Valentina, my daughter, and, um, give her a good life, which is giving to somebody else. So I think that's, don't just say it to say it if you're not authentic, but think about what, why do you want? I think a lot of people do want money, not just for themselves, but to take care of their family. That's very like normal and okay to have stability and want stability here on earth. So I think that's been something to think about too. You can share your your wealth or your whatever it is that you have. Even my health, I want to be healthy because I want to feel good, but also I want to be able to take care of my daughter, right? Or take care of my parents when they're getting older or what can I do on this podcast? I would love for it to continue to grow mostly because I just want to get positivity out there, but it would be great if I could monetize at some point, this is still new, to support myself and do something that I love. But again, you can make your manifestations not just about yourself, but also what can you share with others? And I think if you genuinely feel that, I really think the more that you have gratitude and the ability to like want to pass that stuff on, I think the universe will really 
step in and support you because that's what it's all about, right? We're all connected. It's all about love and helping one another. So even with you helping your clients, like you're helping them, sure, but you're also kind of helping yourself because you're passing on a gift to somebody else, but then it's also providing money for you to survive here. So I think if you can kind of be conscious to why do you want those things and what can you pass along Mm. when you do succeed, right? I think we should share our success. Yeah. And it feels good to do that. I think giving feels great. I enjoy it. I want to do it. Um, But for me to give to someone else, that person has to be willing to receive. So I think it's kind of like you said, it's like a circle. It's like, learning to receive is hard because we're told you're selfish if you want those things or you should be grateful for what you have but when but if we're going to cut ourselves off from receiving then we cut ourselves off also from giving that's true and we cut ourselves off from the person that wants to give to us so it's like kind of yeah like being in that oneness circle of like receiving being open for new clients allowing people to to hire you being open for for like monetizing the podcast being open to manifest money and then being open to give and and share and like teaching teaching others teaching your daughter one day to receive and be be available to receive and not be cut off because it makes us feel guilty that's again the people pleaser which is again the ego right so (laughs) Um, yeah, that's something else I've been working on is like, if some, if a friend wants to pay for something or like, am I willing to receive? Sure. Yeah. So she can give and then I can give. It's beautiful. Totally. And if you want to give something to someone, then you should do it. But I think it's totally great to, yeah, that's the thing about like money. You could be obsessed with success and money and be materialistic, but at the same time, like we all need money to survive here on this earth and that's okay. Mm -hmm. And I always hear this, you know, there's an abundance of money and it's just continually circulating. I'm giving it to you. You're giving it to me. We're giving it to the store and da, da, da. Like, it's just, don't get too obsessed with it, but you can attract it in and you do deserve it. And I think that's the thing is there are people that are like super money hungry out there, but there are a lot of people that feel like they don't deserve it or they don't deserve something, but you do, you're allowed to like want and, and get, receive good things. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, that's something to, to be conscious of. I think all of it comes back to, to consciousness, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I definitely struggled for a long time with um, being open for money or like, I, I would feel like, you know, cause gr- growing up, I was basically taught rich people are the devil and we, d- you know, and, and it's like, but rich people also, regardless of their intentions, do circulate money in the economy and and often many of them create jobs and many of them spend money on people's businesses right so like yeah yeah, money i truly believe that money is circulating in massive amounts and there's nothing wrong with receiving Mm -hmm. money as it comes into you and then also spending it at other people's businesses and allowing the world to run that way and not cutting yourself off out of an idea that it's not okay for you. Yeah. It's abundance, abundant and it's available for you. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, we could probably have a whole episode just about money because there is an interesting relationship with it, whether you don't feel that you deserve it or whether you have problems managing it or whether you're obsessed with it. Money mm-hmm. is a really interesting, I don't think too much about it. I just want to be comfortable. Um, I like to spend it and enjoy myself, but I also like to save it. I think I'm pretty balanced, but I, I do think even like in my past, just with like jobs and confidence, like not asking for more, I'm like, I could probably only get this, but learning like, no, you deserve it. 
ask for it. Yes. Yeah. So that's Absolutely. an interesting topic specifically on money, but yeah, I mean, yeah. it could be on any topic, right? I mean, relationships and I'm sure you see all types of things, right? When people come to you. So yeah, it's fascinating. Um, I wanted to touch on something too. This is something I've been kind of asking every guest now. And I think it's super important because we're in such a crazy time. There's a lot of energy circling around us um, and it feels really heavy and negative. I still believe there's a lot of good, good things happening. They don't tend to get covered on the media, you know, in the media. But um, this is obviously something that could be very useful for you with clients and stuff too. Um, like what is your perception and what do you feel is going on energetically, spiritually in the world right now, just with all the diversity and the negativity and the news and um, you know, just everything, like what, what do you feel is happening and how can we deal with this? Cause I know I've been reading like for the last year, year and a half, people's anxiety. I have so much anxiety. It's skyrocketing. Mm-hmm. How can we personally and collectively like deal with that? Like, do you have any tips you could give to people listening? Yeah. I mean, I don't know what is going on. <laughs> um, lots of different I'll, I'll just throw this out there. This is could be super offensive. I don't know much about this at all. But the other day I was watching a documentary about um, climate change. And this, the man said, was describing how um, we're, we're obviously, you know, destroying the earth and, and the, we're a huge amount of people now and whatever. And he was saying, because we, he, was, he said, we've learned how to avoid every virus and every single thing that could kill us off. So now there's nothing else, to, nothing left to kill off humans in a natural way, the way that animals are mm-hmm. die in a natural way, right? And I thought, huh, is that is just interesting that now there's this virus that, like, we're either going to destroy the entire planet and lose civilization, or perhaps a virus came in to naturally help to. I don't know. That was just yeah. a random theory that I. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> interesting. Yeah. And I mean, I thought about that too. I mean, we're kind of going off, well, it's very relevant, but without even getting political about it, like I've just been thinking about it, trying to shift my mindset. Like I try to be very careful how I say things because, you know, people on the internet could take it any which way. Right. I'm literally, I'm not talking about like emotions or if it's good or bad or you're vaccinated or not vaccinated, like don't get too stuck into that. But just historically, like there's been viruses forever, forever, like bacteria and viruses were probably here before humans were right. Um, so it is in history, there's always been pandemics and big, big things like this that happen that do kill people. And now we have some technologies. And again, you could, we won't get into it. You either believe that vaccines can help or can't. Sometimes they can, but they're not perfect. That doesn't necessarily, that's not what I want to talk about. But historically, this has always happened. And yeah, it is very interesting to look and and, and think about like natural selection or, um yeah, are we saving ourselves? Or are we hurting ourselves? And I think that's one thing I talk a lot about on this podcast with, I'm very big on like using clean products and I'm have a mission to like really help. I want to help remove things like Roundup and things that are in our soil systems mm. and crops that I really believe are killing us slowly. Um, yeah. It might be slower deaths than like someone who might die from COVID or die from a vaccine or whatever, but you know, we are doing a lot of damage and it seems like we're always chasing and trying to fix the problem that we're making and trying to beat the next virus with another vaccine. And right. Like we all had chicken pox as a kid. 
we were fine mm-hmm. and now there's a vaccine, but now that makes me worried that if it comes out and someone doesn't have the vaccine for that, it could be very bad for them, right? Because it could be a super strong strain. So it's interesting and overwhelming to think about like some of the things we're trying to fix, but is it better or should we have naturally let it play out? You know, that's an ethical thing. I don't know. We're getting a little down a rabbit hole, but that is an interesting that you t- thing that you talked about of just with what's going on right now. It's like, when do we let things naturally flow or when are we causing more harm? When do we you know, trust our immune system? And I really believe if we were healthier and we did daily meditation and breathing and for me, like, cause I have some germ phobe stuff that I've worked on over the years and not letting fear take over. Cause I really believe if you attract that in, you're more likely to actually get sick. Absolutely. You know, like fear could be its own virus if you think about it. I think it is crawling through our media and our our world right now. So that's been a big thing for me is just anytime I start to get nervous, I'm just, Mm -hmm. I am fine. I am healthy. I will do the things physically that I need to to take care of myself, but also mindfulness and not fearing and manifesting health into my life. So I think at least that would be a tip I would give is just like meditation and, and envisioning health to help curb some of that anxiety that's going around right now. There's a yeah. lot of it. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, f- I mean, stress is the cause of what 70% or more of doctor visits. So yeah. very, very literally fear is a virus. Yeah. Um, not to, you know, not to blame anyone or, you know, um, have you ever watched the documentary called heal? Yes, I did. Yeah. So good. That's a Everyone good one. Yeah. Watch um, heal. I can't remember. Is it on Netflix? I think it is. Yep. Yeah. So like a few years ago when I was working in the corporate world, I was traveling like once a month for a week and I would go different places in the U.S. And I developed a belief. I don't I had no idea at the time what I was doing. But one time I flew on an airplane and got a very bad cold during one of these trips. And I developed a belief of, oh, airplanes make me sick. I get a cold every time. Will you believe that for two straight years, every single business trip, I had a bad cold? Yeah. Because I was literally telling myself that. And once I realized that, I completely cut off that type of thinking. Yeah. And I'm like, I am not available for that. No. Haven't had a cold since. This yeah. was years ago. I mean, people don't like, you know, that could be triggering for people because certainly we don't know the cause of all these different diseases sure. and viruses. We can't just think ourselves out of all of them. Sure. However, stress causes heart attacks, yeah. cancer, tons of things. We can choose to support our own immune system, support our own mental health. And I wish that was more of a focus. I wish that was being taught somewhere. I know. Yeah, because if you're super stressed, you have a lowered immune system. And as we know, illnesses, you tend to get sicker if you have a lowered immune system. I mean, I'm not saying that's the only thing, like you said. I mean, a lot of people have other underlying conditions, but years and years of stress could potentially cause underlying conditions, right? So it is at least it can't hurt to have a positive attitude and like recognize when you're starting to have anxiety and do the things that you need to do to to like keep it lowered and and regulate that because it can only really help you. Absolutely. I so agree. Yeah. And I like Um, how you said it's not available because even if you're like, I don't want to get sick, I don't want to get sick. That's almost in itself attracting. You have to, I'm not available for that right now. I'm, I like to just use the, I am protected in a white light from anything that may try to come in. Like my body is strong enough to, you know, push things away. Like I, 
I'm not available. I really like how you said that. Like I'm not available for that. Or, you know, if it's like a stress in a relationship that something's yeah. happening, I'm not available for that right now. Like I don't want that coming into my, my bubble and my chakra system, right? We have the ability to kind of, no, thank you. So, yeah. Yeah. To me, like saying I'm not available for that, to me, it feels almost like a fieriness inside of me. Yeah. It's just that term for me feels like just, just, it's just a no. It's yeah. not entering my energy field. And I'm, no. Yeah. It's like a no, thank you. It's, it's your limit. Yeah. yeah. I think that's great for you. You could use that for oh. any situation. Yeah. And that's something. Do you ever work on that with people, just like protecting your energy field or, or yourself? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, a lot, and, and I think I like to focus more so on the pot, like what, okay, these are things you're not available for. Like people can make a list. I'm no longer available for these things. Yeah. Write down all yeah. the bullshit in your life and then make a list of what you are. I, I am only available for and make a list. Be specific. Yeah. I'm only available for good health. I'm yeah. only available for taking care of my body. I'm only available for positive, um, you know, podcasts or, you know, yeah, I'm sure. only available to watch TV shows that make me feel good. Like, totally. and just get clear on that and start to live your life by that because I think it's just so powerful. Yeah. And I really like to, with some of the, I used to have a little bit more anxiety and I've been able to kind of recognize it and keep it at bay. Um, but you know, I had like a session where I was clearing out my chakras with this gal and, and she said, you know, thank you. Thank the anxiety for what it served in the past. It was there to try and protect you. But then you can also say like, no, thank you any longer. You're not serving me. So there's ways to like speak to yourself or speak to the issue of like, I see you, I feel you, but like I'm no longer interested in being your slave or, or feeling sad or bad because of you. Like, no, thank you. So I like having little things like that, even just in the moment can really help along with breath work. There's a lot of tools available for us, but yeah, it starts with yeah, consciousness. Yeah, finding the tools that we like, the yeah. tools that are for us and building a system that works for you. Totally. Yeah, I agree. Wow. I love all this stuff. This is super cool. Um, before we close, is there anything that you'd like to share other, other types of things in your classes or things that you're working on personally or any messages that you just want to share with people during kind of this crazy time? Any last tips for people? Ooh, I would just say take care of yourself and taking care of yourself can often mean, you know, it doesn't mean you're not going to help others, but taking care of yourself does help others. And and if, if it means, I'm just on a thing right now with, if there's toxic people in your life setting boundaries, actually can super change that person's life. Like the other people seeing you set boundaries, yeah. that can change people's lives. So never feel guilty about that. Um, I could talk to you for hours. I like, this has been oh, amazing. Um, I love it. I just think it's positive. Like we need more. That's what I tr- strive for just like, I hope someone, you know, if someone hears this, they're changed or if they're curious on coaching. I actually had a friend, I had asked topics, you know, what should we feature on the podcast? And they talked about coaching. She's seen a lot of coaches. So I think it's amazing. And people like you, you know, if you're interested, like look up Leah, we'll put all of our information in the notes, but use tools, use resources, talk to people like we're here to help. Like that's you know, I'm gonna say it, like I think that's probably your mission here on earth and it could change, but right now that's you know, what you're doing to help people and humanity awaken to their best selves. And I feel like I'm here to be a communicator and share people like you, you know what I mean? So like we're all doing our part. And I think Mm -hmm. 
that's a big, big thing about happiness too, is like, that's something we're not always, we're kind of taught it, but like we end up falling kind of into that, like a lot of us, not everybody into that, like corporate ladder job or, you know, you fall into this field just because, and you're not truly happy. Like my mom's been working in the medical and doctor world, like assisting with, and never like, that was never really her passion, but she just did it and she can never find her way out. Right. And what like makes you super exciting, the super excited, the money will follow, but it's so hard to believe that. Right. So I know there's a ton of people out there that probably don't feel fulfilled in certain areas of their life, but there's so many people like you out there that can help with that and that's such a gift so I really I thank you for everything that you're doing to help people yeah thank you so much and I, yeah I just love the message of this podcast oh, I think it's thank awesome you. yeah it's, it's been a super beautiful fun. conversation yeah I feel yeah. very blessed to be able to like this is my dream and that's what I'm trying to build right it's like talking to people like you like how lucky am I I get to learn all this cool stuff and hear hear different people's stories and perspectives and everyone that I talked to, I learned something new or a new technique. And like, I don't know, I just feel super excited to be able to share this with people. So it's awesome. <laughs> Yay. Well, where can people find you online? Yeah. Um, so Instagram is probably the place I hang out the most. And it's, okay. it's my handle is it's Leah party. Okay. Um, my website is leahparty.com. Um, my podcast is Bare Naked Soul. Those are probably the three best places. Okay. And it's P-A-R-D-E-E, just so people know, not like party. <laughs> party. <laughs> cool. Well, we'll put all that in the show notes too, so people can easily find you and um, check out your website again. Like she does so many cool things, personal coaching, the breath work, obviously her podcast. So, and I'm going to head over to your Instagram and, and check that out too. I love Instagram, despite some of its weird stuff going on, of course, as we know, but it's still a tool, right? For us to spread positivity. You can still be positive in places that yeah. have crazy things going on. Yes, so, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Well, it was so great to connect with you and chat with you. I thank you for your perspective and the work that you're doing. And just another, I feel very motivated to just kind of be more mindful and take some really deep breaths and I want to get back into meditating more. So thank you for the inspiration. <laughs> Glad to hear it. Thank you so much. Yay. Thanks everybody for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please feel free to share, subscribe. We've got to keep the positivity rolling out there. And as usual, you can find me on Instagram at real Lauren live and on my website, lauren.live. Thanks everybody. Bye.